This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I have props. I have props today because today is our 800th program. <laughs> confetti, confetti and everything. Confetti and everything. You know, don't you love it when the, the office shredder is, is close by, right? Um, so... You know, when, this when is, I can't, this is a big deal. This is a big, I'm going to say this. I'm going to pause is. for a minute. Deb Creer, 800 episodes is amazing. You know, there's no shortage of people around the world who jumped on the podcasting bandwagon. You are a pioneer of this. You have been I doing was. this and, and sharing information mm -hmm. about helping businesses do business better, raise their profile yeah. for so many years. Back in the time Ten. when we called it radio. A I radio know, when show. we went in the studio and had the headsets and, and all live. of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and everything oh, else. Yeah. So anyway, I know this is your show, but I'm yeah. just pausing well, because for we'll all of again. your listeners, all of your <laughs> listeners and all of your viewers, I, I, on behalf of all of them, I want to say congratulations. 800 is a massive accomplishment. A fraction of a fraction of 1% of podcasters mm -hmm. will ever get to 800 episodes. So kudos to you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, it's it's all because I have absolutely fantastic guests. People always say, why do you do this? And I say, because I get to talk to the coolest people in the world. And when I was counting up and realized, oh my gosh, we've got 800 this year. Who do we need? And coincidentally, your lovely folks reached out to me and said, hey, we want Dave on the program again, because you've been on several times. Yeah, but um, it's, been, it's been a while. And, and I went, oh, I have a space exactly for Dave, because you have such great information. We have such great fun chatting. You just had to be guest number 800. Well, I appreciate that. Well, you and I have a, a really fascinating history way back in my, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll be 59 years old this year. And when mm -hmm. I was in my 20s, you and I served on committees together for, was it, was it? The it was the Red American Cross? Cancer Society. American Cancer Society. Yeah, that's, that's right. how we met we were, long ago. And, and we were doing advocacy work way back when we were just children. I know. Literally, when we, when, you know, the, the hair really was its real color and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my not not so great. So I've I've actually lot watched uh, loved watching you grow in your business skills and acumen and mm -hmm. communication as well. And so um, looking forward to it. Thank you, and I'm honored to be on your eight eight hundredth episode. Well, you know, it, it really is fabulous, and and you know, it's it's been great to watch your career take off. Also, I mean, you know, it was. It has been just absolutely wonderful, and we're going to talk a lot about that. But it's it's really been fun to see just how you know. And, and so I can say, well, I knew Dave way back when. <laughs> it's kind of fun as I as I watch a lot of people in in media uh, on all aspects, and some people because I'm based in Denver, and some mm -hmm. of them who are on our local stations are now doing huge work nationally with the national mm -hmm. networks, and mm -hmm. Tom Costello at NBC, and Kevin Cork is over at mm -hmm. Fox. And we all grew up together right. in this business. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice watching many of our colleagues as we spread around mm -hmm. the country doing different things. And now we've got kids. I know. Um, I, I've got <clears throat> two of my daughters mm -hmm. are are in doing digital media. Mm -hmm. And my oldest has been producing out in West Hollywood for years. My, my right. youngest is heading off to college. Mm -hmm. and so one of the things that I think you do very well is that you, that whole idea for those of us who've enjoyed a measure of success, it's important that we send the elevator back down. Mm -hmm. What you have done with 800 episodes and all of your work is you're mentoring. You're mentoring a new mm -hmm. generation 
of business leaders. And so it's kind of nice for us. Now we're the old guard. I know. Uh, oh, helping easy. others as well. And I do that on mm -hmm. stage uh, around the world and speaking and consulting. Right. So it's it's kind of nice watching us go through our, our progressions. But we're in that position now where we're helping others right. build Which their Which we should better. be doing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And of course, the funny thing is to think about how in the last 30 years, technology has changed. Mm. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's been it's just incredible. Remember, we used to send out press releases. We mailed them. Yes, we did. And they had photos in there, real photos. And you put the information on the back so that if the photo got separated. And now, you know, I does anybody do that? No, no. <laughs> well, it's, it's, well, it's just not how it's done. I mean, what's interesting is there's no shortage of media. I think there's a tremendous shortage of, of impartial media. Right. And mm -hmm. it's been a significant change. But how we pitch, how we connect, mm -hmm. how, we, how we communicate, how we mm -hmm. complain, mm -hmm. Everything has changed. Right. I, I wrote a blog the other day, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, imagine somebody like some guy in 1972 is caught up in this virtual vortex and he's transported into 2022, mm -hmm. 50 years later. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't survive a week. No. He would literally starve. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't know how to buy things right. or ask Especially if he had to check out or, himself. <laughs> right. Or call. I mean, he had no idea what, what an internet was. A mm -hmm. telephone was something that, right. that was tethered to the wall. Mm -hmm. And right, you could only walk as far as the cord mm -hmm. uh, or something my mom would, would smack us with mm -hmm. we being a little mouthy or something else. Yep. It's, it, it's transformed. For me, this is very exciting right. because I think for those businesses that embrace mm -hmm. all of these new wonderful mechanisms for communicating and buying and 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 tracking, mm -hmm. uh, it I think the future is really really bright mm -hmm. for those who are resistant. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's very bleak. They won't make it. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, we jumped right into this, and I didn't even yeah. read your bio, so I guess we should backtrack just a smidge. Okay, sure. Uh, so. Um, one of the most in-demand customer experience speakers and consultants in the world today, and yes, he does travel worldwide, Dave Avron, CSP, Global Speaking Fellow, has shared his content-rich, entertaining, and actionable presentations with enthusiastic audiences across North America and in 24 countries around the world. Dave helps organizations better understand and connect with their changing customers and clients to help future-proof their business, which is exactly what we've been talking about. And he does have a new book out. It's fun. I was, you know, before I'm going to be Vanna. So, you know, here are the books that I have that are that Dave wrote. Um, but he has a new book called The Morning Huddle, Powerful Customer Experience Conversations to Wake You Up, Shake You Up, and Win More Business. Okay, now we can get back to having the fun part. Now that people know who anyway, they thank you. Are. Good morning. Thanks for yes, having me. Yes, so show. glad you're able to join us. Today. <clears throat> we'll just call the first part a tease. That was this a tease. Is it. This is it. And we went to commercial yeah, and then we came yeah. back and we're, we came we're back sitting and on here the we are. Cozy set. Yes. Yep, yep. So, you know, it's it as we were saying, it's been such a change with how people communicate. And for businesses, that really is it's, you know, it, it, it can totally obliterate them or it can make them incredibly sure. successful. Um, yeah. you know, and, and I think we really saw that during COVID. You know, that, that really came up. But even before then, people were like, oh, I, I, do I really need to have a, a, a business paid? What do you mean people can check out on their own? Uh, well, can't they just call and leave messages? I mean, all these various things. And so you talk about not customer service. But the customer experience. So talk to us a little bit about, and then we'll really dive into it. But what sure. is the customer experience? Well, I, I think it's really important to understand the, the difference between the two. Certainly related, but the customer service is something that we deliver. Right. Those of us in business, we're delivering it to others. <clears throat> but my God, we've been talking about this for 50 years. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to be nice to people, right. I mean, it's, it's fairly basic. It's one of those things that it's simple, mm -hmm. but it's not easy, right? We mm -hmm. have to we have to uh, educate our, a new generation of workers. Mm -hmm. We have to help them understand our culture. Mm -hmm. But that delivery is, is, is fairly straightforward. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you either do it or you don't. You have a culture for it or you don't. Right. The experience is very, very different because mm -hmm. it's as, as customers, as, mm -hmm. as clients, as constituents, how do we receive that? Right. How do we perceive that? Mm -hmm. And what's interesting today is think about how many of those interactions, those transactions today don't involve a person. 
right. at all. So customer mm-hmm. service doesn't even come in. I know. It. It's it's I mean, very strange that there's no people attached to so many things. Yeah, and, and it's very convenient for many mm-hmm. of us. But but the challenge is when we go so far to that direction mm-hmm. that we we eliminate and extract people from right. the from the process that it doesn't give us an option. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you an example. So I I, I work with hundreds and hundreds of CEO roundtable groups mm-hmm. over the years. And there's always invariably, there's a banker or somebody in financial mm-hmm. services. And I would ask them the question, what is your competitive advantage? Why you? Mm-hmm. And I always get the same answer. hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. it's this, right? It's the right. relationship. Mm-hmm. We know our customers by name. And I say, okay, so what happens when 95% of my transactions are on my phone, ah. right? I go, I, I, I speak mm-hmm. for a living, right? I, I speak mm-hmm. at a gig. They give me a nice check. I, I sit in the back of the Uber. I sign it. I take a picture of it and I deposit it. Mm-hmm. My daughter was off at college. She needed money, right? Mm-hmm. She just texts me, right? Right. Yeah. She, she, and by the way, her who the her heck is a bank teller? <laughs> her, her, her ringtone is a is is a cash register sound. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. She was home over Christmas, and you hear this ching. She goes, "What was that?" I said, "Apparently, it was you texting me from the couch." <laughs> yeah. A, 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 a cash register, really? And I said, well, generally you want money. What do you want, Sydney? She goes, oh, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> she wanted money, right? <laughs> but here's what's interesting. None of those transactions involve somebody asking, so what are your plans for the weekend? Right. right? Uh-huh. That, that, so banks are scrambling mm-hmm. to redefine what they think their, their competitive mm-hmm. advantage is. Now, we are still experiencing doing business with a bank, mm-hmm. but now it's UX, Right. right. CX is that customer experience. UX mm-hmm. is the user experience. Mm-hmm. How fast, how intuitive. Mm-hmm. If I put in my username and my password and I get one letter wrong in my password, do I have to <sighs> type in my username again? Mm-hmm. So frustrating, right? Hashtag first world problems. Mm-hmm. But a problem in the mind of your customers is a mm-hmm. problem. So what we're seeing for companies from a customer experience perspective is they're getting very granular. They're looking mm-hmm. at every point of contact along that customer mm-hmm. journey and they're asking the question, could that be done better? or faster, or right. smarter, mm-hmm. or more simplified. And mm-hmm. the companies who are doing that well, who are becoming, here, here's my whole mantra. The key to success, the key beyond quality, I mean, mm-hmm. don't take your eye off the ball, mm-hmm. but it's not a differentiator anymore. Right. Everybody's good, at least mm-hmm. good enough, right? The companies that are are consciously becoming ridiculously easy to do business mm-hmm. with, those are the ones that are going to survive right. and thrive in the years mm-hmm. to come. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all have choices. And so if many it's choices. easy, hard, hmm. <laughs> you know, even if hard might be less expensive, better quality, any of those things, right. I'm quite <clears throat> often going to pick the easy option. Yeah. Well, people pay more. I mean, there, there's actual studies. Right. Here's one of the things that, that Jeff Bezos does very well mm-hmm. in addition to a lot of things he does well. And I'm probably going to get the statistic wrong, but it's something like this. You ever look at a, at an Amazon page and you you have an item that you're looking at, but if you scroll down, you see rows and rows of similar items that they're right. suggesting. Mm-hmm. But you ever notice that you see the same item like once in every single row? Right. Like and in tiny little yeah. print, it might say sponsored or something. Yeah, but- or something, right. But if you look really closely, mm-hmm. what they do is, and this is all, this is all AI, mm-hmm. it's big data. Right. Each one has a little bit of a different deal. And mm-hmm. so- that the, the study shows something like, and, and I'm going to get it wrong, mm-hmm. that people are willing to pay like 13 to 18% more for the mm-hmm. same item just to get it one day earlier. Right. Even if they didn't need it one day mm-hmm. earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we are prioritizing mm-hmm. speed, mm-hmm. flexibility, mm-hmm. Uh, accommodation, and number one, convenience. Right. Today, for the first time in history, convenient is better mm-hmm. than being better. Mm-hmm. Is better than quality. Mm-hmm. Quality is assumed. Mm-hmm. Um, we ask business leaders all the time: "Say, what's your, you know, what's your your secret sauce?" And they always mm-hmm. say, "Quality, commitment, caring, trust, people." Mm-hmm. The research shows something very different today. Mm-hmm. People are prioritizing speed right. and convenience, mm-hmm. assuming quality, mm-hmm. speed, and convenience. So, part mm-hmm. of the work that I'm doing is helping them recognize ways that they are inadvertently frustrating their mm-hmm. their customers. Right. And as I said, becoming ridiculously easy to do mm-hmm. business with. Right. You know, and, and a big part of this is knowing exactly who you are trying to serve. You know, and, and I talk about this probably every single program yeah. where, you know, and it doesn't matter what the guest is talking about. Somehow we get this in there is knowing what your niche is, because mm-hmm. that is, that's absolutely critical. And And I always love it when, you know, I say, so Dave, Who's your target audience? And you smile at me and you say, everyone. Everybody. 
And of course it's not. And it's especially important with the customer experience because demographics, you know, uh, can, can really do so much stuff. I was saying people want different things, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and they have different skill levels, all of those things. So like my mother, bless her. She turned 90 this week. Um, and still lives alone, still very independent. Wonderful. Um, but has some vision problems, but she has a smartphone. I love it. You know, she has this smartphone, but for her, it, you know, because she has vision problems, Companies that are saying the only way you can deal with us is mobile. She can't right. do. Right. Um, she true. even has trouble with her computer, even though she has a big monitor. She has all sorts of, of adaptations, things like that. You know, she's and and she wants to talk to a person. Yeah. For her, that is the really big thing. So, like during COVID, she absolutely refused to do digital doctor appointments. Um, you know, she wanted to go in and see those doctors. And sometimes they told her no. I mean, you know, at the very start, they had to. Sure. Um, but yeah, she many times if she can't talk to a person, she's not gonna order. And of course, she hates like the line at Walmart where you check out by yourself and all those. And oh, part I hate of that, yeah, I think I'm your mother. Yeah, but she wants yeah. to talk to the people. She, you know, she wants you you said it at the very start. She wants to be able to say, How are you? How's your day going today? You know, yeah. and, and just those extra little things. I, I got to tell you, when, when when companies reduce the options or they create, and this mm-hmm. happened a lot during COVID, they created ways this whole touchless tomorrow, right? right? Yeah, and, and they kind of had to. We all they had to. cooties. However, um, I was in, in Nashville last week and mm-hmm. we were with some friends at a really nice restaurant mm-hmm. and we asked for the menu and they said, no, no, it's a QR code. Oh, and I said, yeah. I, said mm-hmm. I get that. I said, I'm, I'm 59 years old. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't see, I can't mm-hmm. see this. It's too small. Do you have an actual menu? And they said, no. And I said, you don't have a menu at all. It's on the QR code. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I had the same situation. I was in, we were, we had sold our house. We were buying a new house. And I needed to get some papers notarized. I was at Wells Fargo. I'll say who they are. It's my bank. Mm-hmm. And I went in there to get some papers notarized. Mm-hmm. And the person was six feet away. Mm-hmm. And I said, can, are they available for notarization? Absolutely. But you need to check in on our digital waiting list. <laughs> and I said, is there, a, I said, is there anybody waiting? And she said, no, but you have to, I said, well, can I just go over? Mm-hmm. And she says, no, I, I'm so sorry. You can't, you have to scan this and get on the digital way. Well, I couldn't get it to work. And then they couldn't get it to work. So I'm standing oh, off no. the side and I'm there 20 minutes. I'm getting really, really frustrated. But as a speaker and a consultant, you know, we don't have bad things happen to us. We just get new stories to tell. Right. Uh-huh. So I just sat back and I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to imagine my wife telling me to calm down mm-hmm. and I'm just going to watch. I'm going to mm-hmm. find out if there's a way I can get this done because there's a lesson in here. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying and people, person after person kept going in front of me, mm-hmm. getting on there, going, getting their stuff done. So I'm standing <laughs> off the side, no furniture because mm-hmm. they said they couldn't have it yet because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so a manager walked by and said, are, are you being helped? And I said, no. And he said, what's it? I said, I need to talk to that person seven mm-hmm. feet away. And they will not let me unless I go on the digital waiting list and it won't work on my phone. Mm-hmm. And he just throws up his hands and goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Come with me. Mm-hmm. And sat me down. Right. And it's just the, I, I understand wonderful conveniences. Mm-hmm. You know, in many ways, COVID accelerated what's right. oh, yeah. predicted mm-hmm. about how we're going to do business. Mm-hmm. But the companies that use those cost savings, those mm-hmm. conveniences to reduce other services are mm-hmm. making a huge mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. Huge mistake. Um, the future, of course, is omni channel. And omni channel is give us every way somebody wants to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Give them that opportunity. I don't expect I can get my hair cut at three o'clock in the morning, right. but I certainly expect I can make an appointment mm-hmm. to do so. Right. Right. And so I, I hate chatbots. I hate them. I hate them. I hate mm-hmm. them, but I understand them. Mm-hmm. Just give me an off ramp to a real person. Right. Mm-hmm. My, I'm at Walmart and I, mm-hmm. and I got groceries overflowing mm-hmm. and I go to the front and they direct me to self-checkout. And I'm thinking, I don't work here. Right. I don't say that out loud. Yeah, it sounds I'm sorry. Dismissive. I don't get a W-2 from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds dismissive, but the reality is I'm horrible at it. Every mm-hmm. item is an unexpected item in the bagging mm-hmm. area. And they say, no, no, no. We give you choices. It's mm-hmm. not a choice. You got right. one staff checkout lane with nine people in line mm-hmm. and 24 self-checkout. Mm-hmm. This is how companies are doing it wrong. Now, granted, mm-hmm. what do I know more than Walmart? What I know is at some point, the bean counters uh, are going to are going to start going too far. Mm-hmm. And right. the cost savings and firing too many checkers mm-hmm. at some point, what do they call it? The law of diminishing return. Right. Mm-hmm. At some point, we'll get so frustrated mm-hmm. by the lack of options that we just mm-hmm. go somewhere else. Right. And then, then the pendulum will start to swing. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah, I think one of the, the favorite pictures that I see, and I see it fairly often on Facebook, which means it, it is something that, that hits home with people, is the picture with the little little child, three-ish, throwing a tantrum, holding the phone, saying, real person. Yeah, you know, that's so they've me. called into to something that's and me. they cannot get a real person. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like pounding on the zero <laughs> yeah. and doing anything I possibly I can to try and get a real person. And yeah. then of course, by the no. time I actually get a real person, I forget why I called. <laughs> and, and I understand this whole rash of new conveniences. I love it. I mean, it, it's, it, there's phenomenal ways of, of reaching out, connecting, but at some point, um, some of these vendors are convincing others that something's a good idea because it makes their life easier. Right. There's something that makes your life easier as a business person, but but by transferring mm -hmm. duties to your customer, you got to give that a pause. Mm -hmm. You go into a doctor's office today and they hand you the electronic device that you were not trained on, by the way. Right. Mm -hmm. Fill in all so that the receptionist doesn't have to fill in the information. Mm -hmm. I see. Give it to give it to the lady who's bleeding from the head. Let's mm -hmm. make her do the work. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, you, so that you're your uh, receptionist doesn't have to enter the information. Come on, friends. Yeah. And so I get fired up. And of course, mm -hmm. it's what I do on stage mm -hmm. and my stuff. It's really funny. Mm -hmm. But I use that strategically to temper right. a pretty tough message mm -hmm. about what it takes to compete mm -hmm. against the Amazons and, mm -hmm. the, and everybody else. And there's great ways to compete. Mm -hmm. uh, but but by doing it by just cutting and cutting mm -hmm. and frustrating your customers is is a bad strategy. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're right. I think the pendulum is going to swing. And I'm hoping that we go back to seeing bookstores, you know, those things you went into and you touched those books um, and mom and pop grocery stores and, and just all of those little things where, you know, you really did go in and talk to people and you knew that you know that the, the store owner had two dogs and a cat and you know just all those things but if somebody wants the option to have pre-ordered and you just go in and you pick up your bag great you know that works yeah. also um and and i don't necessarily think it's a generational thing you know because i think we have youngsters who want to go in and visit and want to get to know people and you know and, and they don't want to have to stand there and scan their orange <coughs> 900 times because the stupid code doesn't work um you know and and so yeah, yeah it's, I, I think it, economics will dictate it i mean if, if there is sufficient Mm -hmm. um, I think there'll be enough uh, entrepreneurial people that will try things. And mm -hmm. if there's enough uh, demand for it, it'll happen. But right. but disruption, or, or I, I think at some point, there'll be some sort of something called a, an anti-disruption or something mm -hmm. as, as things go back, because there is, a you know, this this nostalgia. I mean, I heard that that record albums are right. making a big com mm -hmm. comeback. But you wonder if it's going to be sufficient mm -hmm. to justify. Because when you look at the disruption, all the disruptions happen, these these really brilliant young minds who are mm -hmm. rethinking everything. Is that right. the way it should be done at all? Mm -hmm. um, are disrupting industries. But in almost every single case, <laughs> we win. Mm -hmm. As customers, we win, right? right? Because what wins is something that was better or faster mm -hmm. or simpler. I right. mean, we can lament the loss mm -hmm. of Toys R Us, mm -hmm. but anybody struggling to find toys today? No. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Mm -hmm. It's only gone because there was mm -hmm. something better right i saw a um <coughs> well I, you mentioned we'll toys it. r us i saw a story that says that in time for christmas toys r us is coming back digital only and um, that came out a couple weeks ago you know and, I wondered, and so but do, you, do you think we've moved on i, I think we have yeah. I, yeah I saw an interesting um news report the other day so earnings report come out and bed bath and beyond was down for the quarter Right. So um, it was somebody, there was a representative from Bed Bath and Beyond doing the mm -hmm. spin and going on TV saying, we've had challenges like everybody with supply chain and there are certain items that people couldn't find. And so we've been down. I looked at my wife and I said, that is garbage. Mm -hmm. That's not why they're down. They're down because we sat in our living room and we bought it from Amazon. That is pure spin. Yep. Nobody's going to Bed Bath and Beyond and struggling to find what they want. They're not right. going to Bed Bath and Beyond, mm -hmm. right? right? Best Buy, they're treating as a showroom, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, all of that said, we win mm -hmm. as consumers, right. but as business people, mm -hmm. it's a challenge, mm -hmm. but it's a challenge I'm willing to take on. The clients I'm working with mm -hmm. are, are eagerly embracing the challenge mm -hmm. because there are... Um, 
they're great strategies. There's great off-the-shelf technologies. Uh, everything that we mm-hmm. get nowadays, we should be able to track. We should right. be able to get a notification. Mm-hmm. If you're in business and people are calling you, checking on the status of yeah. their order. Where's my order? You're falling behind. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Because that means something. They had a question. They had a frustration. Mm-hmm. And they're reaching out. Mm-hmm. When there are off-the-shelf technologies available right now mm-hmm. to keep people informed. Mm-hmm. So we think about going back to our earlier conversation about how everything has changed, mm-hmm. how we communicate, how we track, how we buy and customize and mm-hmm. complain, and everything's different. And mm-hmm. if you as a company, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, look at, as you said, right, your ideal customer, mm-hmm. your perfect customer, how do they want to do business with you? Right. How do they want to talk mm-hmm. to you? How do they want to buy mm-hmm. and have it delivered, whether it's actual mm-hmm. delivery or not? Um, think that through. But here's an even better exercise. How do you think your customers are going to want to do business with you two years from now? Right. What do you mm-hmm. need to start doing now mm-hmm. to prepare for that? Because mm-hmm. it's going to happen. It's inevitable. The only question is whether you're going to participate in mm-hmm. it. Right. So do you think there's such a thing as brand loyalty? Or are we really just going, where can I get it faster, cheaper, whatever? I, it's a great question. I think there's absolutely brand loyalty. And I disagreed with somebody on a panel the other day, but it's the brands that make it really easy to do business with. Right. I love uh-huh. this brand because mm-hmm. it's super, super simple. Mm-hmm. I love this brand because they're super responsive. Mm-hmm. I love this brand because I can do things in the store and I can also do things offline and mm-hmm. I can get something when I'm traveling. Um, I think brand loyalty um loyalty is is the same basic tenets. We like doing business with them. We're comfortable mm-hmm. with that. But the reasons why we're comfortable is different than it was 10 years ago. Right. The mm-hmm. reasons why a company is preferable is different than it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I think brand loyalty is still a huge thing. Now, if you are a commodity and you're allowing yourself to be a commodity, when we were little kids, commodity was milk and eggs. Right. Mm-hmm. right? And Today, tied com- soap. And tied soap, <laughs> right? Or, right. Or, or, tires mm-hmm. or or scotch tape, mm-hmm. right? Um, I guess that's a brand. Um, but today, so many things, as you said, everything's available mm-hmm. everywhere. There's so many choices that when we believe that everything's the same, mm-hmm. I, I call this in my in my my sessions, the four most dangerous words in business. The four most dangerous words in business are all things being equal. Mm-hmm. Right? All things being equal we're going to look for the best price, price and proximity, mm-hmm. whoever's the cheapest, whoever's mm-hmm. the closest. Mm-hmm. So it's incumbent upon us to make sure that nothing's equal. We can't right. let everything be equal. Some mm-hmm. things will be. Mm-hmm. And so when so many other things have become commoditized, mm-hmm. right? Think about how many things in your house that you can get anywhere. You can get chairs anywhere. You mm-hmm. can get, you can get food anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Um, that brand loyalty comes from um, the things that really make that, company, that brand, that mm-hmm. product, that service, preferable. Right. And consistency is part mm-hmm. of it. Right. You know, and, and it's funny, you talk about speed. <clears throat> During, you know, right when COVID really got going big, um, you know, and everything was shut down. And of course, we had to order online. That was the only way to do it. And Amazon had spoiled us before then. Because, I mean, there were many things that I could order. And because I'm in Atlanta, obviously huge distribution area, all sorts of things. I could get things within four hours. Um, you know, and again, did I need them? No, but it was pretty cool to order. Pretty cool. Later, it is. Right? I'm telling you. And, and then because of COVID, you know, so they had to cut down on what they were doing. Um, now, obviously they were critical. So they, their employees came in, but, but they cut down in employees, you know, and then we had supply chain issues. So you added that all up and oh my gosh, my Amazon four hour went to <gasps> today. And I was, I mean, there were times sure, where I was annoyed. I'm sure you were just like, like in a, in a flop sweat, yeah, yeah. like just anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was so spoiled that I could get it the next day, Yeah, you know, and, and then, and, and really when it went to two days, it was like, ah, it's well, crazy. I might as well go to the store. Because Walmart is five minutes away. And, you know, especially if it was something that was a little bit more critical. Um, Now, I've never I've never done the grocery order thing online. You know, we we do all the time. It is freaking awesome. Uh We had we had um, three teens home Mm -hmm. during COVID and eating Mm -hmm. us out of house and home. So we'd like Mm -hmm. we have to go. We got to go grocery shopping. We would plop Mm -hmm. down on the couch, Mm -hmm. pull out the iPad. And next thing we had 
I'm I'm dead serious. One one time we had $800 in groceries on our front porch. Oh my gosh. And oh my gosh. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was and it was and it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And so um it doesn't mean that we still don't go to the store, but I, I like your analogy when you said when you had to wait two days, then you would go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. I think that flux will continue. Mm-hmm. Whichever is the most convenient, right. if we if we at that mm-hmm. moment value convenience, mm-hmm. that will win. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've been working with a lot of, of retail. I do a lot of a lot of verticals. I do a lot with hotel and hospitality mm-hmm. right. and financial services. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing a lot with retail and mm-hmm. through the Middle East and others as well, mm-hmm. shopping malls and in in high end shopping malls and others as well, who were really struggling before COVID mm-hmm. because people were buying from Alibaba, they're mm-hmm. buying from Amazon and others as well. Right. So the question was, how do we bring them back? Mm-hmm. And so what's really interesting in the conversation is, I think it's a microcosm of what we're seeing globally which is everybody's becoming everything mm-hmm. um, where it makes sense. So you'll see delivery from the gap, mm-hmm. right? You'll see curbside, um, you know, orange Julius. Right. But you're also seeing um, those back rooms being converted mm-hmm. into, into shipping, mm-hmm. right? right? Stores where they recognize that mm-hmm. they are going to be a showroom mm-hmm. for people to see and touch and feel and then buy it online or get it delivered, but they want to be a part of that whole mm-hmm. that whole continuum mm-hmm. as opposed to going to Best Buy as a showroom and buying it from Amazon. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure they're parts of all of it. Mm-hmm. Right. To me, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it it allows them to expand what they're doing. It allows them to be more competitive. And now, to the tricky thing in everything, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, they still have to be able to provide good quality products, all of those various things. Absolutely. So if they get too diverse, it doesn't quite make sense. Um, you know, and and but but yeah, it's and, but, and, but and it's, that's that's been one of the real quickly. COVID. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's diversity in delivery mechanism, right. mm-hmm. not, not necessarily product. in product. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really important that you said that because we're not suggesting that everybody has to do everything. Mm-hmm. It just from the customer's perspective, mm-hmm. every way that they want to engage with mm-hmm. you, allow that if it makes right. sense, mm-hmm. right? And that's a really interesting, for me, mm-hmm. a fascinating shift in business, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's, well, and know. restaurants would probably be the biggest one of those because, you know, we've, re- you know, I loved not, you know, not going into restaurants and having food delivered. I still sure. do, yeah. um, you know, and, and now granted, I have some health issues and so, Going in and being around people is still a little spooky, especially because there you've got your masks off, right? Um, and so for me to to just be able to order with, you know, Grubhub, Uber, you know, or even, you know, some of them just do their own delivery. I love that, you know, and and when I actually have to go into a restaurant anymore, I have the heebie-jeebies. But even when, you know, the, the, the fast food places started delivering, I mean, you know, you can get a Big Mac delivered to your home. Um, I just, I thought that was very interesting. And, and to see how so many of the restaurants, you know, you, you talk about reconfiguring the back room, they reconfigured everything. I mean, you know, yeah. they went to half, t- you know, half the number of tables, they had to initially, um, but they, but they re you know they really did reconfigure how they were set up. They rethought their menus. Um, you know, there's a a great uh, restaurant down the street from us that has you know had one of those thirty page menus. Right. You know, and and all of that, and they couldn't do that. You know, because and and so they went down and they really thought about it. And went okay, this and this and this are our most popular items. You know, ugh, we don't need that anymore. It gets, you know, and, and so they were able then to save costs because they didn't have a lot of that stuff just sitting around that never got ordered. Well, a lot right. of this time forced companies to sort of really focus on what is really profitable. Right. Mm-hmm. Where's our core competency? Mm-hmm. But beyond that, right, if necessity is the mother of invention, mm-hmm. we saw so many wonderful new innovations, new mm-hmm. services right. that, that sprung up during COVID. Mm-hmm. What's really great about the food industry is they mm-hmm. came to recognize that that delivery mm-hmm. was a huge profitable and a huge part of their future. Mm-hmm. Um, because we used to have to think, was there, is there sufficient volume for us to justify delivery? Well, now mm-hmm. it's all external services. Right. They'll figure out the pricing thing because it's a mm-hmm. challenge right now. And they're losing that last mile from a service perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, Grubhub delivers a food and you say it's cold or whatever else. That wasn't us. That was Grubhub. Mm-hmm. They're figuring all of that out. Yeah. But here's, here's Who do you the, complain to? Mm-hmm. Exactly right. But here's one of the really cool innovations is what many of the restaurants realized was that there was such demand for their food, but they weren't everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. So now we've seen the rise of ghost kitchens, mm-hmm. which is a right huge, the shared kitchens, ghost kitchens, yeah. all of well, those. They, mm-hmm. they, they create these, these buildings, these trailers, and sometimes they're cooking for three different restaurants. Mm-hmm. There is no public face. It's right. just for delivery, but it mm-hmm. expands their geographic reach. And then one of the, the most interesting partnerships and the most lucrative partnerships is between public parking lot companies and ghost kitchen for because they're taking the last six parking spaces Mm -hmm, in the back of these parking lots Mm -hmm. putting trailers on them Mm -hmm. and now they're delivering for shake shack Mm -hmm. and they're doing and they're cooking for all of those Mm -hmm. i geek out on this deb Mm -hmm. i just think this is the most fascinating oh it's so fun to see how people are coming up with these ideas Mm -hmm. yeah and so what it's doing is allowing restaurants to deliver to areas where they don't have Mm -hmm. restaurants once again who wins Mm -hmm. we do Right. And so, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I, I geek out on this. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's fascinating, yeah. the ingenuity mm-hmm. of, of how do we serve. Right. right. You know, and, and as bad as COVID was, you know, it really did force so many changes, um, you know, and, and and or it forced them to, as you as you said earlier, it forced them to happen yeah. faster. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, I think probably we would have moved more into into food, you know, delivery, things like that. Because the big ones had done it, but then the little guys had to do it too. I mean, that was the only way they were going to be able to survive. And then people figured out, okay, well, travelers really love it. You know, that's when I do it the most. You know, when we're in a hotel room, I don't want to have to put my shoes on, you know, do all that stuff, go back out, find a restaurant. No, No, I'm going to have service comes from everywhere, not Mm -hmm. just the hotel restaurant. Isn't that great? I know. You know, and, and, and I get annoyed when I'm in a small enough place that they don't have a lot of delivery. I'm like, oh. You know, and, and and it was really funny. We were traveling last weekend and, you know, ordered, uh, it, we ordered from TGI Fridays, I think it was, sure. and ordered this, you know, the meal and then dessert, which, and I should have thought of this. This is August. This is, you know, it's hot down here, but it didn't occur to me, you know, what was going to happen. So I ordered ice cream. It was going to, it was this fancy ice cream thing. And so we get back the the, the confirmation. Yes, it's on its way. And it's being delivered by this lovely young woman who is on her bicycle. Now, I just thought that was really funny because when you're tracking it, right, it's a little bicycle. I just thought that was cute, but it's 95 degrees. (laughs) So my ice cream was a little soupy, Um, you know, and and so things like that, you know, now we had, you know, I put it in the fridge. I refroze it. It wasn't a huge deal, but um, that's, that's another part of it. You know, we got it and we got it fast. I mean, it was amazing how on her little bicycle she got it. We're also seeing new technologies for, I mean, like I'm in Mm -hmm. Dubai and others, it's all on motorcycles, right? Mm -hmm. But even for keeping things cold Mm -hmm. there, I've got great new friends um, Mm -hmm. who have this phenomenal service in airports and they're growing massively Mm -hmm. called at your gate. And this Ah. actually started before COVID, Mm -hmm. but now they've accelerated a big Mm one. They literally deliver food to the gate. People Ah. are between flights. When Mm -hmm. you're landing in your flight Mm -hmm. and you know, you've got a short layover Mm -hmm. and you don't want to stand in line, you Mm -hmm. go on their app. It's called at Mm -hmm. your gate. And you tell them where your, where your next flight is. You're waiting there with your family. Mm -hmm. They show up and Mm -hmm. even better. Some of them have a little robot. That little follows them around like like little ducklings. Okay, that's got to be here in Atlanta. You'd think it would be. I, I would think it is. Look it up. It's called At Your Gate. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal concept. Mm-hmm. Great company. And they're growing gangbusters. Mm-hmm. That, um, and they said that their original big audience was the pilots and the staff. I bet. That mm-hmm. they Who get don't have in. time to, to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, they deliver food from any restaurant within the airport right to your gate. Mm-hmm. And- uh, once again, I think if there's if there's needs, mm-hmm. if there's wants, mm-hmm. somebody's going to fill it. Right. Well, and and that's the way it's always been. You know, sure. Amazon sure. went. Hmm. People don't like to go to bookstores, so let's start buying and shipping stuff. Um, you know, all of those things, and and that's you know that is how we get innovation. Um, right. But, and it doesn't even have to be something we don't like. Right. If somebody just says, "I can do that faster. Mm-hmm. I can make that more convenient." Yeah. For all the things we have to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the best ones, of course, for us are, you know, when you don't have to go to motor vehicles and you can renew something on your phone or things oh, like yes. that. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. But, but as we said before, I think the smart companies are providing options. Mm-hmm. I was at a conference and invariably at all these conferences where I keynote, there's also some some little prick millennial who's, mm-hmm. you know, making twice my fee and wearing black t-shirt and jeans and a hipster beard. And no socks. Sorry, and, uh, did, did, did that sound hostile? No. These are great kids, <laughs> but really great information. But I was at this conference and there was a whole panel of millennial entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting back and they're all like, you know, tech, social media mm-hmm. things. 
and they were talking about, um, they just kept saying, listen, nobody wants to talk on the phone anymore. You've got to be able to do this. Nobody wants. And we all sat there and just smiled at each other and went, no, you don't want to talk on the right. phone. We and want to are, talk on the phone. There are very few mm-hmm. industries that are serving one generation. It's one of the challenges for business right. mm-hmm. is that you have to serve multiple mm-hmm. Generations, mm-hmm. you know, restaurants. There's always there's the parents, there's the kids. Mm-hmm. There you got to have the salad, and you also have to have the chicken nuggets. But for almost any industry, mm-hmm. that's why omni-channel is so important. Mm-hmm. Can they do it through chat? Can they do a real person? I know there's labor issues as, mm-hmm. as a real challenge. But anybody who's sort of absolute, mm-hmm. here's the way it's going. Mm-hmm. It, even even when you look at electric cars or things like that, mm-hmm. there will be a 50 year time period mm-hmm. where we will be serving both. Right. Mm-hmm. At some point, there may be autonomous cars and mm-hmm. they'll all be electric. That's probably mm-hmm. a reasonable view of the future. Mm-hmm. But in our lifetime, there will always be internal combustion engines. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. There will always. We're not just getting mm-hmm. rid of all the cars on the road and making. And, and we're going to have to drive them. Exactly right. There's a transition period. For everything, but most companies serve multiple generations and they have to have a customer engagement strategy Mm -hmm. that takes all of them into account. Mm -hmm. And when they are, are like, like we're going just QR code Mm -hmm. for our menus, Mm -hmm. it's just a bad strategy. Well, and you know, I, and part of that is then they can say, we can change our menu every day. Right. And that's what they say. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they can. and, And, but so then what you do is you have combinations. You've got your menu that has your staple items on it. You know, or put it on an place. iPad yeah. or something, right? Yeah, you know, and 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 then you have paper <laughs> you know, that you can print your specials of the day on. Sure. And for those who really want the QR code, and part of why I like the QR code is is I look at the menu in advance. You know, and and so then then that's fun. I know, okay, I'm going to go in. I'm going to order this and this and this. But sure. um, but yeah, again, give people the options. Yeah, I was I was at a conference and there was somebody from I, I did a big keynote for Hilton Hotels and I was going through their little trade show, which is sort of Hilton and their vendors selling mm-hmm. to Hilton. It was fascinating. I mean, just wonderful company, great, great vendors. And one of them was talking about this was pre-COVID, about mm-hmm. two months before COVID shut everything down. And they were talking about how you could open your door with your phone. I know. Mm-hmm. Right? But of course, now everybody does it. Right. But I remember the guy saying to me, um, we're not sure how long it'll take to get 100% um uh, adoption and Never. compliance and i said well you don't want to and he says oh no no that's our goal i said no mm-hmm. you don't understand you don't want to mm-hmm. because that means you forced everybody to do it mm-hmm. your way right right my mother phone, wants her key card <laughs> david Averin here wants a key card mm-hmm. right um i i like having the option mm-hmm. uh, and i don't think i'm that much of a, of a fuddy-duddy or or a luddite or anything else i'm great with technology my god just give me an option mm-hmm. because yeah. even even um chatbots, which is mm-hmm. just an electronic FAQ. They're getting mm-hmm. better, right? They're right. getting smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, my questions are are never frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. I, I know. There's some wonka-doodle thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, I don't know if my questions mm-hmm. are just bizarre, but mm-hmm. when they talk about what's frequently asked, mine never are. Right. Give me an offering. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy yelling, real person, real person, real person. I, I had one the other day that I was doing, and and I started with the basic stuff. I mean, you know, and 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 got, but I could only get so far. And their chat bot, smart little thing that it said was, "Would you like to speak with a real person?" Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I've never had that. I, I I would I would. It's my dream. Yeah, I mean, it was just, and, and it said, you know, there's a a, a thirty <clears throat> second wait or whatever. Okay, yeah. I understand that they don't have 5,000 people sitting there but, waiting. But, but, but that's even advancement, yep. Deb, mm-hmm. is when they tell you where you are in line yeah. or your mm-hmm. expected wait time. That's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Remember, yeah. for so long, until really, until the last couple of years, mm-hmm. we were, please, you know, please hold your, yes. you know, we'll get to you. Well, you have no idea. And then you're thinking, you don't know if it's going to be two minutes or 45 right. minutes. And then mm-hmm. you think, I got to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I should have done this on my cell phone. Yep. Uh-huh. And then you're tethered. And then you feel so bad. I feel so bad for customer experience people because by the time somebody gets to them, mm-hmm. they're already furious. Right. And mm-hmm. today, people go from zero to livid mm-hmm. in 0. 0.5 Just, seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ask audiences all the time. I say, anybody mm-hmm. notice that your customers or clients are a little more impatient, mm-hmm. a little more demanding, yeah. and they're all like, welcome to my world. Well, mm-hmm. we all are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Don't blame millennials. Mm-hmm. It's everybody. It's everybody. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like that and I'm not a millennial, um, you know, and, and so, I'm like but, yeah, 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 we want it. We want it now. 
Um, yeah, my, my wife's a sweetheart. She's she's so patient with everything. Mm -hmm. She likes self-checkout. I hate it because I said every every item. There was one time, and, and I'm not proud of this, but it's I was so frustrated. I got this big cart of groceries. I can't get anything to scan right, mm -hmm. and and it's not working. And I'm looking around, and like, can I just get some help? Yeah. And, and there's staff there. And finally, I grabbed the gun, the little scanning gun, and mm -hmm. I started shooting everybody with it. <laughs> and then I started... I'm dead serious. And I start shooting the staff and they're mm -hmm. kind of looking at me like, what are you doing? And I just throw up my hands like anybody, please, somebody. Mm -hmm. And nobody came over. And so I left mm -hmm. and I came home and my wife says, do you need help bringing in the groceries? I said, I don't have any groceries. No, they're she still said, sitting in the aisle. She says, you didn't get groceries. <laughs> and I said, no, I just, I walked away. Mm -hmm. And she says, Sir, and I, like I said, I'm not proud of this. I literally was halfway through and I was so mm -hmm. worked up and granted, yeah. this is me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not always funny. And, and I just went home and she goes, you just, you did what? I said, I left it like just right there. Mm -hmm. There was nobody to help me. I tried and to nobody followed tried to, you going, sir, I, sir. I tried to make it funny and, and shoot people with a little mm -hmm. scanning gun and I got no help. And I just got in my car and I drove home and, and I, I, I know, but I, I don't think I'm the only one no. that gets that level of frustration. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just give us options. And once again, I'm not naive. Mm -hmm. I know that there's conveniences. I know self-scanning is here to stay. And I know tagging your bags. But I mean, my God, when my son was born uh, and, and they asked if I wanted to, to cut the cord mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, I think you're more qualified. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. thank you for mm -hmm. No, I had yeah. done that, but I'm just yeah. like, I don't think I, I, this is my new boy and I, I really like him mm -hmm. and I don't think I want sharp stuff around him, or at least no. not in my, not in Especially my not in your hand, right? Not mm -hmm. in my hands. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things you talk about is that we need to future proof. Yes. our businesses. And, you know, yes, COVID accelerated things. We can see, you know, we can have our little crystal balls and we can can kind of figure things out. But how do we really make sure that, you know, 5, 10, 20 years from now, we're still in business? Part of it is, is envisioning. And there's a lot of clues out there of how business is going to be done. Mm -hmm. um, people talking about it, it, you know, quality. At the end of the day, it's about quality. Get your head down and work hard. No, it's not at the end of the day. At the beginning of the day, it's about quality. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's about competitive advantage. Right. At the end of the day, it's about being continually mm -hmm. um, preferable mm -hmm. uh, in a vast sea of competitors. Mm -hmm. And so how do we future-proof? I have a great exercise that I do. Part of what I do is I, I keynote, but I also go in and spend full days with teams. Mm -hmm. And one of the exercises I do is about, um, about competing against yourself. Mm -hmm. So I say, imagine you were going to leave your company today. Mm -hmm. You go to the break room, everybody says surprise, and they say, thank you for all your service, and you have cupcakes, and you say goodbye to everybody and give hugs. But then you move across town, mm -hmm. and you open up a competing business. Ah. Pretend you're fully funded, but you're not bound by any legacy systems or policies or products or warehouse leases or equipment or even people. You get to start fresh, but you're going to start your company with everything that you know today. What would you do differently? How would you build a, that same business serving that same market differently today? Uh, how would you beat your current company? How would you beat other competitors? Would you even do the same kind? Would you just outsource? Would you cherry pick a certain part of your business that's the most profitable and just do that? Because the reality is disruptors, they have that freedom. Every new player in the marketplace is provided there isn't a significant barrier to entry they get to start from scratch. They're not stuck with all this stuff. So what I say is instead of waiting for somebody else to come and disrupt your business, disrupt it yourself. Because when it happens to us and we're scrambling to catch up because somebody else did something different or innovative or a different way of thinking, we call that disruption, right? By, by its very nature, it happens to us. But when we drive that effort and, and spur that conversation, we call it innovation. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It just happens. It's just who's doing it right? Disruptors come in and disrupt. We can innovate. So to answer your question about future-proofing your business, and like I said, this is it's fascinating when I do this conversation is I have teams competing against. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can figure out your own deficiencies, mm -hmm. right? Don't you think your competitors can? Right. Or mm -hmm. new players can? Mm -hmm. So that's how we do it. That's I think that's how we do it. It's, we're continually saying, how would we do it differently? Mm -hmm. um, would we do the same? Are there legacy mm -hmm. clients? Um clients or products or services, mm -hmm. would we still do them? Right. And so it's um it, it's a fascinating, mm -hmm. and as long as we keep doing that, I think mm -hmm. we we stay relevant, mm -hmm. we stay current, and we think about how business is going to be done, and we say, 
what do we need to do now to be ready for that mm-hmm. two years, five years from now? So we're not right. just scrambling. Right. You know, and I always get a kick out of the people that say, we can't wait for it to be like it was before COVID. Okay. Yeah. We don't want businesses hugs. to go. And, you know, and it all, but, but Maybe yeah. that's it. It's yeah. the only thing that's coming back is hugs. Yeah. It's like, no, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. And, and would we really want it to be? Because as we've been talking about, there's been so many cool innovations that came about very quickly, you know, and, and whether it's, you know, that now I get to work from home and I don't have to put shoes on or, you know, I can do my own grocery shopping and, and all of those things without ever leaving home. I think we like this. You know, we, we are yeah. getting pretty spoiled. But you had to make some pretty major changes. And I wanted to Absolutely. talk a little bit about that in, in just the time we've got left. Because you are a, a public speaker. You go in and you present. And, you know, and, and you know, you travel like a billion years, a billion miles a year on a plane, right? Um, yeah. And you're actually in the million dollar, or million dollar. This is the million dollar, right? The million, million mile, mile club. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you immediately had to go, uh-oh. <laughs> You know, and, right. and of course, there was the uncertainty. It was, you know, when are we going to be able to go on stage again? What if we can't? What if we can't ever? So talk to us a little bit about how you went, okay, here's how we're going to go forward. Right. And none of us were right about how long it was going to oh, take. Oh, no, no. Um, you know, you know it on, certainly wasn't the two weeks that they promised. I thought that right. was the funniest thing. On March 20th, 2020, mm-hmm. I had 143,000 miles booked. Mm-hmm on my calendar. Uh-huh. It was going to be my best year ever. Yep. Uh, six countries. Um, two days later, I had zero, mm-hmm. just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, whether anybody who, I mean, I travel on airplanes and present at live in-person mm-hmm. conferences. Well, what went away? Mm-hmm. Same thing for Cirque du Soleil, same thing mm-hmm. for Broadway, same thing for country mm-hmm. music. Anybody who makes their living in the front of the room, mm-hmm. it was a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I pivoted quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually built a, a studio in my, mm-hmm. in my basement. Um, uh, I didn't need bells and whistles. I mm-hmm. just need to be able to do what I do. But what I, I had turned down virtual webinars for years. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do for $500 what I get my normal fee mm-hmm. for. I, I didn't want to do webinars. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm it, not doing. To be in a live audience, is, that's just yeah. a cool thing. But, but it wasn't an option. And mm-hmm. so I'm resistant. I mean, I'm telling you, my poor staff and my poor wife, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not a virtual. I'm not freaking, I'm not a, be a virtual. Freaking mm-hmm. virtual speaker. Guess yes. what, Deb? Mm-hmm. I was a virtual speaker mm-hmm. yep. because my kids like to eat. Yes. Every, you have those bills to pay. day, three times a day or more. Mm-hmm. And so they're growing. Have, I didn't have the freedom. So mm-hmm. there really wasn't a blueprint as was true for so many businesses. So I built a little studio just so that I could do what I do. And I decided I'm going to stand up um, instead of sharing my, my, my screen. Mm-hmm. And I just, I put a 65 inch flat screen TV mm-hmm. behind me. I got a Walmart, yep. uh, a good backdrop. And I did what I did mm-hmm. and it was, was really successful. I did 87 virtual presentations during mm-hmm. COVID from my basement, but nobody would know look like a cool, Chicago loft, right. loft mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But people would say to me, sorry, a little bit of COVID cough here. Um, people would say to me, I can't believe you did all that. I can't believe you did. And I said, I can't believe you didn't. Right. My mm-hmm. God, friends, how did you feed your family? Mm-hmm. I've got staff, mm-hmm. I've got kids, I got three three colleges I'm paying mm-hmm. for. And so um fear is a hell of a hell of a mm-hmm. motivator. Right. right. But but I think I, I like to think I did it at a really high level. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is I, I did I did seven presentations between one and four a.m. Wow! Yeah, and because they were in other because, parts of the world. Right. They're mm-hmm. in in Abu Dhabi. They're in in Johannesburg. They're in Mumbai, and and once again, people would. It's kind of interesting to me how many people would marvel. I'm not a hero. I'm I'm feeding my family, mm-hmm. and right. and I do I. This is what mm-hmm. this is how I make my living, mm-hmm. and I love what I do, and I think mm-hmm. I'm good at what I do. But this is my livelihood, mm-hmm. and so people would say, "I can't believe you you did this stuff at three in the morning." I said, "This is what I do for a living," mm-hmm. and and once again, back to the whole idea of being ridiculously mm-hmm. easy to do business with. Right. Um, people are like, "Well, don't you have life balance?" I'm like, "I'm not doing it every day," mm-hmm. but doing what I need to. The amount of people that mm-hmm. that huddled under their desk in a fetal position. Right. I, and wanted just, it to be January of 2020. Right. And yeah, there's a lot of things that we would we would love to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I take the responsibility seriously. I take mm-hmm. the responsibility to my clients seriously. Right. And mm-hmm. so what was kind of 
fun was we learned new ways of doing what we do. Right. right? But we also learned what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Multi-day virtual conferences. Oh, are no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, and it's funny because I might sit in a chair in a ballroom for eight hours. Multiple days. Yeah. But to sit in a chair oh. in my office and we watch a online. tennis ball against the wall. Yeah. yeah. It, it's ter- and the people who are pushing this, it's a hybrid future. It's a mm-hmm. virtual future. Mm-mm. Those are the companies that make money doing right. virtual mm-hmm. presentations. Now, mm-hmm. Now that said, this is this is amazing. You and mm-hmm. I face to face, different parts of the country, I'm different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, for my parents who have passed on, mm-hmm. this is magic. Mm-hmm. This is magic yep. for you and I. It's Friday, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what we saw for organizations an opportunity to increase the amount of touches, mm-hmm. right? To have more conversations. Mm-hmm. Salespeople freaked out at the beginning of COVID because right. they needed to be face to face. Well, you can mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. but you just got to look at the camera. If mm-hmm. I but 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 how many people two and a half years in? If I see another palm tree and Golden Gate Bridge, <laughs> I, I swear to God, Deb, I am going to open a vein. You can have a good background. It's been two years. Mm-hmm. Or like they don't two- have it set up right. I did a, oh. a, a conference call the other day with someone who I spent the entire time looking at his ear. <laughs> two and a half years. But there's no, I, and I don't mean to sound heartless. There is no excuse. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, look, look, Jim's on a tropical island. He's got, mm-hmm. no, so funny. Jim's it's not, not fu- on a tropical not island. It's not funny, Jim. It's not mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So once again, that's my whole thing. Those who embrace mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to have every bell and whistle, just more touches, more, more conversations, mm-hmm. be ridiculously easy to do business with. Um, if, if, if when communication is delayed, Problems escalate, mm-hmm. right? right. We, we we don't want to leave a message, mm-hmm. right? The contact form is voicemail of the internet, mm-hmm. right? Give yeah. people options. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Dave, once again, we have- I get had so fired up. I yeah. know, such a great conversation. And I tell people, see, this is why I set a timer because we would keep going all afternoon. Yes, we would. This is, this is so much fun. Um, and I wish we could solve all the problems of the world, but you know, we, we try and make it a good dent things. Um, you know, but tell us how people connect with you and what are the services that you provide? Sure. Um, I, I'm everywhere online. Just look me up at David Avrin, uh, davidavrin.com, A V R I N. On Instagram, it's the real David Avrin, but that's a whole other catfish for another day. Um, <laughs> But there's I, another I, I, one of you out there. I, oh, there's hundreds. It's pretty sad. Um, I, I speak and I consult on customer experience. I help organizations, small businesses, others be ridiculously easy to do business with. And of course, all my books are on Amazon and most of them are on okay. audiobook. Alvana again. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here's, here's the, the other ones one. I have. The, the, the most current ones are why customers leave and how to win them back. And my new book, as you had said before, is The Morning Huddle, Powerful mm-hmm. Customer Experience Conversations to Wake You Up and Shake You Up and win more business. And we will have a link to that in the show notes, of course. And once again, I'm going to say on behalf of your entire audience, congratulations on 800 episodes. Play the thing. (laughs) And and confetti as well. Um, Monumental achievement. I I encourage everybody, go to to the page and look at at some of the the past episodes. Great conversation. Mm -hmm. And... That's what's important. We got we got to keep talking. Yeah, so, I mean, and it, it it's just so much fun. And I love you know, as I said, I love m- all my guests, but you are one of my favorites. And so I'm I was so happy that Thank we were you. able to have you on for number eight hundred. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's just it's always such a special conversation with you. And at some point, I'll get back to Colorado and we'll have like a real cup of coffee somewhere and, and talk about time- our gray kitties. We both have gray kitties. We do. I know. We do. I know. Anyway, so, but thank yeah. you. It's very nice to see you, friend. Well, do you have any final thoughts you want to leave everybody with? Um, I, I just probably that my I'm, I'm excited that after COVID, my favorite my favorite holiday is back, which is endless shrimp at Red Lobster. <laughs> See, see, now we're just getting random. I know. Mm-hmm. It's 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 endless. Mm-hmm. That's it. Endless. All, endless. That, that's you can't do that say. with delivery. Yeah, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. That's it's limited shrimp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and who wants limited completely shrimp? meaningless end of this wonderful conversation. And I will tell you, as an old friend, it's so nice to see you. It's so nice to see your success. And um, and we both grew up in this business. We did. We for, did, for and we survived. Many- Mm-hmm. 30 something years. 30 some years. I know. So, Holy cow. Which means we started when we were four. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
mean, and if you aren't watching the video version, I guarantee you Deb moisturizes. Yeah. Just well, you know, I live where it's really humid. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and and Zoom does have that filter. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, as always, such a fun conversation. I can't wait to do it again. And, you know, you come out with new books fairly often. And so we will. We will we'll do this. And, and I think, you know, talking about the customer experience is so important because it is, it's, it is the lifeblood of an organization. If you are not serving your customers in a way that they want to be served and the experiences that they're going to have, obviously you're not going to have customers and then you're not going to have a business. So, you know, I really look forward to the next time we talk with Dave. So I'm Deb Creer. I've been talking with David Averin. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>